bit more to pull off the biggest heat to come back since Jesus to overcome East Fife the next time. It's a bumper at Fraser Works. Montrose come up 14 winners. Fourth only penalties to CF added with City. And it's not firm round four of the Scottish Cup. And Hamden will have fans. It's episode 16 of the Baltimore Podcast. And, and the Hearts Iowa game has just kicked off and we're all watching that. <laughs> with me this week, <laughs> we have Andy, Marcus and Carl. How are we doing tonight, guys? I'm very good. I'm, I'm, I've got my pint ready right. for some entertainment. Then I, yeah, so... so I may pull myself a rum in a bit. But yeah, yeah. it's all good, my man. I've got good. myself a Dr Pepper because I'm driving the night. Oh, no. Is that, um, <laughs> is that your staunch rum you've got? Your 55 rum you've got? Uh, no, it's not came yet. Um, mm. I've ordered two of them. I'm currently drinking some Dead Man's Fingers at the moment. All right. Very good rum. I do recommend to the viewers. Yeah. I'm drinking a pint of Moretti, if anyone... Oh, yes, very nice, very nice. Very good beer. Very good. Uh, We'll start with the uh, big Scottish Cup games of the weekend. Um, Mm. But we're going to start with uh, the Sunday game between Rangers and Cove Rangers. Oh, are we starting with that? Let's start with that one. Okay. So, the... Result of that was Rangers four Cove Rangers nil. Uh, goals coming from Defoe, two from Roof, and one from Nathan Patterson. I'm just going to quickly give my summer summary for that. I thought uh, at the start of the game, for the opening of the games, I thought score rate was very very impressive. Um, just to say, he's, he's putting a lot of effort to try and get into that uh, starting eleven. And um, Gerard has came out and said um, that he is uh, going to be a key player for next season, and I hope he <coughs> continues his form and. Um, does what it does well, to be honest. Um, but yeah, the first goal coming from Defoe, it was a very good uh, classy Defoe finish from the edge of the box. Um, had a strike and keeper with no chance. It was a classy Jermaine Defoe finish, which was good to see him starting and obviously getting the goal as well. Um, Rangers obviously continued to dominate the game. <coughs> and the uh, second came from Roof. Got himself into a good position. Keeper... Um, <coughs> Parried it and it came straight to Roof, which is a simple goal from Roof, which you see Roof being in those good, good positions recently as well. Uh, another one from Roof as well. It was a really good work from uh, Scott Wright. <coughs> Excuse me, I've got a really bad throat at the moment. Uh, Scott Wright played a really inviting ball into the middles. Again, uh, Roof in a really good position and uh, scored quite a, an easy goal as well which is good to see Ruth obviously getting a couple of goals behind them as well for his confidence as well would be good for him. Um, and then the last one came from Nathan Patterson, which was really good pressing play from Rangers. Um, obviously, they, they got caught at the back and Patterson ran in on the player with his pace and stole it off him and scored, which was good to see obviously Nathan as well getting our goal as well. Um, <clears throat> but it was quite a dominating performance in the first half. Second half, I thought we took up the foot off the gas a wee bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but still continued to dominate play, and we got some players in that uh, would normally um, get game time as well, so it's good to get them a run about as well. Uh, but definitely man of the match for me was 100% Scott Wright. He put in, put in effort, and he, I think he's definitely worth our start in the next couple of games. Hmm. Who comes out the starting 11 then for the White, <coughs> if you were to put him in? Um, I don't know, because obviously all the players have been... Very good, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Like, um, if we get any offers in from like our wide players, um, but I think he'll be quite a really good player as well. But he'll definitely challenge likes of Ken Haji on on the wings. Sure, yeah, I was thinking that would be a difficult one because you've got Ken Haji, Aribo, who are you know sometimes plays midfield, but he can also play out wide as well. It's it's hard to kind of fit right in mm. 
if um, if you had to shove him in somewhere in the starting eleven, but that's well, a good position to be in. I reckon in as well. Rangers will have Champions League games next season, at least the qualifying games. Yes, that's um, another really so good point. He would be able to to I think rotating with with Kent and Hadji, they'll be able to. <clears throat> and then those both players know as well um, that any mistake or any uh, like any niggles don't play well or that then they have a quiet players, game. They've got a player of Scott Wright to come on and replace him, and she's been so far. Scott Wright's been really good, really impact, really given the impact that he um, well that he his player profile shows in Aberdeen. Yeah, <clears throat> so can't can really, can really fault him. It's definitely a good game to kind of run him out in. Um, oh yeah. Against you know, League One opposition that wants it, you know, does give him an opportunity to show what he's about. And definitely showed that. Yeah, he showed like what he did, what he could do at Aberdeen, but I think, um, like, he, he's lost quite a lot of weight with the Rangers training, I think it was about three mm. something. He's, he's lost quite a lot. Um, but, uh, like, um, you can see that he's, 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 he's raised his game up a bit as well, play for Rangers. You can see, it's just, just, He's improved physically. He's improved physically and mm. he's improved. And you can see that on the pitch. Mm. Well, I really like it. In the next round, they'll face Celtic. Uh, oh, yeah. The easiest time you could ask for, you know. I was watching it and um, I, was, I had a hunch. That I was actually really nervous when the draw started. I was like, oh, I've got a funny feeling we're going to get them. I'm uh, very excited for a non-semi or final um, yeah, game. Yeah, I... I've been like hoping every every time there's a draw, I just always hope Celtic and Rangers get each other early on, and it's finally happened, and it's about time, <laughs> you know. Um... I don't know when the last time that we that we met Celtic oh, in the early stages. Ooh. Yeah, no, I, I mean I can't remember it in the past few years. I don't know, maybe sometime in the two thousands where I couldn't even remember. But yeah, sure. Um... But no, it'll be interesting to watch as well because obviously Celtic need this cup to. Scott mm. had their season finish on a high, and then we need yeah. this cup as well for a double. Uh, so it's going to be a really interesting tie, a lot of stake. So it's probably one of the the whole seasons. This is probably one of the most important old firms. One of them. Yeah. The Celtic came out three 0 winners against Falkirk, um, and I think kind of opposite to Rangers, they had a quiet first half, and they kind of came out in the second, scored three times. Um, but I'm sure that everyone's seen the tweet that Falkirk put out in the first half. Aye. Oh, I was... And, well, you know the rest. It was funny, but... And then he only went and scored a goal from long range, didn't he? Aye, Celtic got the last laugh with that, I think. Exactly, yeah. I think Ryan Christie had quite a few shots from range because Celtic had 42 shots in that match. Wow. Nine on target. Oh. Yeah, goals from first, Christie and El Yanusi. Um, seeing through mm. the next round. El Yanusi has to be tied down on a permanent. Yeah, it's just if if the board don't do that, then yeah. How much do you think? So, do you think that's realistic though? Because um, I don't know. Like he's still on loan from Southampton. You don't know what kind of fee they're going to ask. You know, they might Are see a loan player. Yeah, he's yeah, still yeah. He was on a two two year loan. I so. Southampton might be looking at it. I don't know what the situation is like for wingers, you know, for them. But like, if they're if they're looking at how he, well he's doing, they might just be thinking, "Oh well, you know, we'll keep him." Like, I know. I, this, so it's this, really this, uh, it's from my perspective as well, right? Obviously, as I was a Rangers fan, but I genuinely think that obviously Celtic need a, a rebuild of the whole team. But I genuinely think if he's going to stay on a permanent, that Celtic should build the team around him 
Mm-hmm. And, and he's Edward. been our most consistent yeah. player in these crap. He's the only one that's really performed to to his ability. He was quite quiet the start season. Of season. Yeah, he's picked it. No, in the European qualifiers, he, he was quite impressive. Um, and then he yeah he died down a bit, but I think he's he's shown his money's worth now. Yeah, so yeah. I think we need to spend big and procure yeah. him. He's still got yeah. a year left on his Southampton contract. I've just googled that now. Okay, um, which uh, means he's his, his value's not exactly the the highest then. It's a bit, of, bit of reduced value yeah, if he's going into the end of his contract. So, yeah. well, and if, if Southampton really decide they want to keep him, which I don't know. Yeah, let me let me have a quick. I don't really watch the Premier League nowadays, but uh, no, I don't really. The PR league. Yeah, uh, let me see Southampton. Uh, so, got some reports saying that it's uncertain that um, Celtic will make him permanent because oh really? Uh, Ralph Hasenhüttl wants to have a you know have a look at him over pre-season. Oh well. Well, oh. Ralph Hasenhüttl can bugger off. I mean, also, it depends oh. on who the manager at Celtic comes in, because obviously the Eddie Howe reports are now looking further and further away from happening. Uh, you've got the likes of Theo Walcott, Nathan Redmond, Musa Genepo playing the wings. The Walcott and also Takumi Minamino are on loan, so... Okay, yeah. ...to Southampton, so it could be a possibility that Eon Inosi will have to return. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame, It's a shame because he really raises the quality of the Scottish League as well. It's good. Like, like, well okay. The way Celtic's recruitment's been as well, like if they are forced to get a replacement and you don't know how you know that could turn out because more often than not you're signing flops kinda kinda recently. Um but yeah, I think so, if, if you've seen how El Yunusi plays and for Celtic, then I think it's it's obvious that he's Probably going to be one of the top targets for Celtic this mm. upcoming summer. I'll probably set you back about seven, eight mil, I'd imagine, maybe. Mm-hmm. Probably some that kind of figure. Uh, I think it was 16 million for him. Jeez, well, yeah. Oh my gosh. Same from Basel, who are in a bit of a free fall at the moment, actually. Mm. Um, not been doing too fantastic at all. It will, depends if Southampton really don't want to make a loss in there. But, uh, but yeah, no. Nah. We'll move on to Monday night's game, uh, which was Queen of the South against Hibs. Uh, Marcus, this is yours. Yes. Um, I properly enjoyed this game. Um, it's the first kind of game in a while that I really enjoyed in terms of like the, the style of play that was on show. It wasn't just like you expect coming to these smaller teams. You know, a lot of the time they make the game really tight. Um, the pitch didn't help as well. I mean, a lot of Hibs fans have been saying it was probably one of the worst we've seen. Um, so that definitely didn't help. You'd expect Queen of the South to be tight, all this, you know, all the cliches. Uh, you're going to have to grind it out. But actually, it was a really impressive maybe 70 minutes of football from Hibs. The first kind of 10, 20 minutes, you could tell we were still adjusting to the pitch. Um, a lot of passes just kind of going wayward um not much happened in the game actually queen of the south in the first sort of 20 minutes had the best chance with dobby but he skied it um so then you're thinking you know the amount of times hibs of this season struggled i mean we struggled in the betford cup games against like the likes of cove rangers uh uh and brora as well uh who we both ended up beating still but you know weren't the best games of football necessary to watch but after kind of 
I think it was Martin Boyle had that shot that was just kind of just about saved. He really should have done better. But it was after that that we just started to turn it on. And honestly, the only word I can use is relentless. It was just wave after wave of attack, honestly, nonstop. And, you know, the goal before halftime helped. Uh, good dodge to get another goal. He's got a lot of stick this season. So good. Him in the score sheet as well. Also, I think um, one of his former teammates, Anapalvez, uh, has died. So hmm. what I was seeing, he, he, he had to dedicate that celebration to him. So, you know, you've got to be happy for Deutsch that. Um, and then the second half, like I said, just relentless. Wave after wave after wave of attack. Um, you could tell Newell and Irvin were both, as a midfield two, they were playing a lot higher. Um, and Queen of the South just couldn't cope. And then eventually it's uh, we're on the counter-attack. They've actually had a penalty shout which it wasn't a penalty because I think, I can't mind the player that was defending, but he literally just puts his hand on Dolby's chest and he falls I think it was Newell, wasn't it? Um... Um, I know Newell played the pass through for Deutsch, but no, nah, it, it wasn't a penalty. No chance. He, he just puts his hand on his chest and he like falls over. But um, Newell plays one of the sexiest through balls you'll ever see in football <laughs> through to through to Deutsch. And the thing is with Deutsch is he's so rubbish for one-on-ones. Like he, he always misses these kind of easy one-on-ones but he actually puts in a really really nice finish um and it's 2-0 and for there we literally martin boyle goes and scores like two minutes later or three minutes later it wasn't even um it's like we were literally that they were lining up to score our players they're all getting in positions doig had a couple shots uh irvin i think had a chance you know it's um and then their goal literally comes for the fact that all their players are up the park and there's nobody back helping Hanlon. I didn't even really blame Hanlon for that goal. There's nobody helping him. Um, but still, it was such a dominant performance. Like it was, I know, I know it is only Queen of the South as well, but they've um, they've proved difficult for other teams, um, other big teams, other Edinburgh teams, other certain big Edinburgh, a bit of quote unquote big Edinburgh teams. So the fact we've gone and breezed past them, I'm really happy with. Um, and Stranraer should. I mean, they're League Two. I, I mean, we we should be beating them, no questions asked, to be honest. So, um, yeah, pretty happy with that. Um, I felt like I watched the the highlights of this one. I felt like Hibs just had the shackles off, like the the shackles mm. of the pressure of finishing third. They were just kind of off, and they just went went for it, and it was just insane. yeah. As as Jose Mourinho would say, the the horse. What did he say? Like, lets the horses run free. You know, like properly. Like Jack Ross would have said to Newell and Irvin, like. You know we're playing Queen of the South. Just uh, we've got this game. Get forward, you know, because they were so deep the first half. But Newell, I mean Irvin especially, would he was basically playing as a second striker, Irvin. Um, so, uh, well, a third striker, I guess, because we had um, obviously we started with Doidge and this bit up top. But, but no, I mean, I c- you couldn't ask for more. Really, we we showed the we showed our Premiership quality, uh, stamped our authority down. Took a took, like I said, took us a wee bit to get into the game, a bit nervy at the start, but after that we stamped our authority in the game. Queen of the South never had a shout in. Uh, they scored a good goal, but apart from that, honestly, we fully deserved the win. No questions about it. So, uh, so I. Yeah, uh, I'm going to cover quickly some of the uh, other games of uh, the cup. Um, mm. It was a very dramatic game. At Forfa, uh, where mm. uh, it was, uh, started very, very quickly with uh, Uzi Say giving the lead to Edinburgh City, then uh, equalised from Jordan Allen just seven minutes later, and then Lee Hamilton's overhead kick gave Edinburgh City the lead, and that lead held um, until the ninety fourth minute when Roberto 
and wow. DT um, scored for Forfa, bringing the game into extra time. Hamish Thompson was set off for Forfa in that extra time, and then the game went to penalties where um, I think it was Craig Thompson with the poor penalty that was saved mm. um, led to Forfa going through, uh, which was really a fun penalty shootout to watch, actually. Um, yeah, it's a I shame. Did, it's I did say it would be a tight game. Yeah, I mean, four for the bottom of League Two and Edinburgh City near the top of. Sorry, the four for the near the bottom of League One and Edinburgh City near the top of League Two. They're kind of like teams on the same level in a way. So. Yeah, did you not yeah. predict like a three 0 win? All you predicted three 0 win for Edinburgh City. I think we were nah. City to win, didn't we? <laughs> Ooh, I said three 0 City. I've been yeah. the Results, the results come to haunt me. Uh, we'll soon find out later. Yeah, you all you predicted three 0 Really, did that? Oh, yes. Well. <laughs> I was obviously overconfident then. I said one. I said one no four four. Fair. And, uh, easy point. Easy point. Talking of late goals, um, East Fife took the lead through Kevin Smith in the 60th minute. Um, were pegged back in the 91st minute with a penalty uh, from Greenock uh, with a handball that did look a bit dodgy. To be honest, I don't think it actually hit his hand. Looking at the highlights, I couldn't actually see clearly. Uh, but McGinty put it away, and uh, Muirhead won, uh, won the tie in extra time uh, with a good finish. Um, there were other games. Mm. The highlights for the Fresh for Montrose game were also quite interesting to watch. An uh, insane overhead kick um, from Russell McLean uh, mm. put Montrose 3 2 up, and they eventually won the tie 4 2. Are, uh, are Fraser Bra Highland League? Yes, that might sound really yeah, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're. Um, Mm. Aye, and Montrose are League One, league so. One, yes, mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good. That, that's still a good, like, kind of split in divisions. It's good. It's good, a good game and came out of it. So. Proper uh, cup tie. Proper good, good fight. They were two one up at uh, one point as well. So, you know, watching oh, again, just watch the highlights for this one. But they were mm. quite impressive. They went down early um, to a second minute goal, and then scored, scored two in succession to put them two one up. So, you know, it was. It, Probably a, a really good game, uh, even to be involved in. And there were um, easy wins for Kilmarnock. Uh, fun game between Livingston and Wraith Rovers. Uh, two wins yeah. in extra time. Again, this is similar to the fourth for Edinburgh City game where you've got Wraith Rovers who are, you know, the top of uh, the championship. I mean, and Livingston. if anyone's seen the highlights of Wraith the past few weeks, they do look like a, like a Premiership team. I mean, they've obviously they've got ambitions are coming up. You, you know, that they'll. Uh, and in terms of a test, I mean, Livingston went through in the end, but in terms of a test of, you know, are we good enough in Premiership? I think Wraith would be. But I yeah, think they, they'd, they'd give... They, uh, they took them to extra time. Um, if if, if it's really like Hamilton, team. if it's like Hamilton and Wraith in a playoff final, I think... You'd I put see, I see Wraith. Wraith sneaking it. Yeah, especially... You'd put your money on Wraith, aye. They're going to be I mean, yeah, I'll put my money on Hamilton because Hamilton always find a way to stay up. Hamilton, the now, don't even look like they're playing... Any good, you know, like they, they've kind of. But they can though; they can just flick a switch. They can, but good. still, like I, I, the smart money would be in Wraith because they're just playing really good football at the minute. True. Um, yeah, hundred and ninth uh, minute winner from Matic. Uh, plop, 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 uh, this is the false pronunciation podcast here. Uh, Platnik. Platnik. Um, Platnik. Yeah. Again, it's also um, a simple win for St Mirren over Hamilton. A three 0 win. Dominant performance. 
Um, Aye, yeah. but according to Brian Rice, as much as I do like Brian Rice, first, you know, well, obviously before my time at Hibs, but his, uh, uh, my granddad speaks really highly of him for his time at Hibs, though. But uh, him saying that's never a theme or game, you know, the rant he had after. I don't know if anyone else has seen it, but um, I think he's obviously frustrated at the result, and that's kind of just come out in the interview. But I mean, come on, I mean, you're the, the bottom of the league for a reason. You know, all the media speculation about Hamilton and, and I don't know, he says he's, there's double standards and all that. I mean, it's expected when you are bottom of the league and you've just been beat 3-0 in a cup tie. You know, like, um, I can see them going down, to be honest, at this rate. Like I said, if it was a team like Wraith that got up against them, I think Wraith would win it. Um, and that's mm. still with all due to respect to, to Brian Rice, but bye. Uh, Mudwell breathed, uh, breathed past Paul Martin 5-0. Five, five yeah. Um, Dundee United also won two one against Partick. Uh, St Johnston uh, won one 0 against Dundee, and the um, fairy tale that is Brewer Rangers, they were knocked out in extra time against mm. Stranraer, which is a shame mm. really because they beat Hearts. Um, but it was three. Like, we would have, we would have had an Emma Derby um, if if only Hearts had gotten past the mighty Brewer Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. As well. um, but. Aye. Uh, Bora did take the lead through the penalty, um, but it was an 88-minute equaliser from Stranraer, and then they took that uh, momentum into extra time, scored two goals mm. in extra time to win the tie 3-1. Oh. Uh, Clyde beat Air 1-0 as Aberdeen uh, squeaked past Dumbarton 1-0. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've time. seen the highlights of that. Like that, that keeper. That was a disgustingly bad game. I didn't yeah. see it. It, it was a classic like Aberdeen Dundee United game then. It's a waste of but time what? if you watched it. It was just Aberdeen had about fifty chances on goal, scudded all of them. Uh, the Dumbarton wonder keeper why. had wonder why. The because they because <laughs> Aberdeen the Dumb- Aberdeen can he kick a jelly bean? The, the Dumbarton keeper had some game, but uh, no, I think after watching that, like any any Hibs fan that's genuinely worried about thirds, like. A, <laughs> You know, Don't if it's Aberdeen, it. <laughs> no, nah, at, this, at this point, genuinely, like Aberdeen are shocking. <laughs> and, uh, the, and the result from Friday night was uh, Inverness winning the Highland Derby over Ross County. I was surprised by that, by the way. Yeah, so I, 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 put, I put Cali Thistle to win. You did? I did. It was. Uh, Cali Thistle dominated, didn't they? Had some game. Yeah. Scott Allen pulling the strings. I, I, yeah, Scott Allen was quite impressive in this game, actually. Yeah. Um, he was sure on the bar, did he? Sorry? Does he play from Dumbarton now, does he? No, he plays for Cali. Cali Thistle. He's on loan just for game time. All right. He's shown that he's obviously... Scott Allen is way too good for that level of football, though, for like a championship team. I know it's still Ross County, but they're at the bottom end of the premiership. I mean, Scott Allen's just like a class above. They... It doesn't really seem bad that they've lost here because I think they're trying to fight that relegation battle. Um, yeah, that's more of a priority than the cup. It is the derby, though. I mean, for a derby performance, it was really poor for County. Um, they just mm-hmm. never looked in it, apart from their goal. It was actually it was a it was a really even game up until County scored, and then after that, it was all Inverness. He's, um, he's got him rampant, didn't he? Um, he, he, did, he really did. He didn't get on the score sheet, but he did. Have a, I think it was a couple of assists mm. he got, didn't he? But he was putting away the kind of passes that you expect from him. You know, the, the lovely wee through balls and his movement as well, just brilliant. It does look like um, if you see that the rest of the season without any problems, that once next like, season, the way, it's going to be key for Hibs next season, I think. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it this way. The, the way he played yesterday, anyone that's worried about his fitness or anything starting for Hibs, 
that just shows you it shows you it's good enough to be starting for a club like us um, with our ambitions. So more than happy. Well, um, hopefully next season we'll be able to see Scran and uh, the rest of Scottish football in person because Hope so. um, it has been approved that Hamden will have fans for the Euros. Does it not say full fans? Or... Uh, 25% capacity. Uh, yeah, 2025 uh, so about 12,000, 13,000 fans. Uh, me and Apal have got tickets for the, the Czech Republic game. So, or I can't even mind. It's either the Czech Republic one or the Croatia one. Too. It's one of them. But, uh, no way. How did you get tickets? Those things sold out like wildfire. No, I didn't get any. <laughs> I tell you what, it's, I, I say I got it. It's Apal that basically offered me a ticket. So... Um, I don't know, but obviously it'll be a ballot or something, won't it? So that'll be going there. Yeah, eight... twenty-five percent chance or whatever or less. So mm. <laughs> uh, we'll see. So eight of the twelve stadiums for the Euros will have fans. So Hamden's going to have uh, thirty-three, so twenty-five to thirty-three percent. That's the same with as Amsterdam, Bucharest, and Copenhagen. Mm. Um, London will have twenty-five percent for Wembley. Well, obviously Wembley is a huge stadium. Uh, St Petersburg will have over fifty percent. Uh, Baku would have fifty percent, and Budapest is hoping to have a full stadiums. Wow! Nice. So I take it for for that, I'm guessing that each country gets to decide. Yeah, so each country decides. Okay. Because um, it sounds like the countries that are more lax with their rules, like Hungary and Russia, have obviously got their. And, and like Hungary basically have to submit to what UEFA um, what their plans are and uh, how they're able to do that. So. Um, Aye. So you got hundred percent capacity, doesn't he? Oh, one nil hearts. Oh. Um, that doesn't sound safe at all. I don't think it's time for hundred percent capacity. I, I, can I, agree I, with I don't know what that number. Fifty percent at most, but, but um, they did hold Hungary is well, not dealing with COVID no, particularly. Knowing how Victor Orban is, it's probably yeah. know, that, know that we're a political podcast, but knowing how Victor Orban runs his country, probably doesn't care that much. Yeah. He he just wants to be known as the one country who did full capacity during the Euros. As long he's as not... uh, as long as his pals are getting paid, I think he's absolutely fine. So. Well, Budapest yeah. did host fans for the UEFA. Oh, what a finish, by the way! Uh, yeah, good good pass for holiday as well. That is a good finish for voice, I will say. Yeah. yeah. Hungary did uh, host fans for the UEFA Super Cup between Bayern and Sevilla back in September, and they've hosted uh, games without behind closed doors um, for. Different restrictions. I think they hosted the Liverpool games in the Champions League as well. Hmm. Um, but there are uh, places that will not, will uh, at the moment will not have fans. So uh, Rome is yet to say, as well as Dublin and Bilbao, um, hmm. they're yet to say. And I think Dublin are looking in the worst shape. Actually, the government think they might just lose their. So if UEFA basically, if you can't host fans at all, you're sort of potentially losing your uh, right. your, your uh, slot with Bilbao as well. I'd, yeah, looking at looking at what um, the Basque health authorities have said, are there like conditions to host get, uh, host people at the mm. games? Um, it looks like they won't be hosting as well. Mm. I don't know how they'll do it because I seen they had a festival in Spain, but they allowed people in with uh, vaccine passports. So I don't know if they'll do that. I don't know if that's like under the Spanish government's authority or the Basque government decides that, but that could be an option. So there's potentially. Uh... If Dublin loses its games, they're potentially looking at hosting them in Edinburgh at Murrayfield. Class, brilliant! Oh, what well, Irish games? Going to bring that up actually. Um, that they're looking to bring games to Murrayfield. They're going to put more extra ones at Wembley, maybe extra ones in England yeah. as well. 
Um, That'd be brilliant. If, if Dublin as well, Scottish Cup final will be played at Murrayfield potentially really? this season because uh, Hamden will be being put up all all the Euro propaganda and stuff in the summer, so it won't be available for the yeah, uh, yeah. the Scottish Cup. But there will be no fans at the Scottish Cup. Uh, so mm. I think the first game with fans will be Scotland's games at the Euros, and then. But they basically they announced that Hamden wouldn't have fans. Because of all the stuff with the Euros, but then it's like Edinburgh, like Murrayfield is an easy option. Like uh, that's the first I'm hearing of it, uh, hearing of it Andy. Mm. Um, like it seems the sensible option, but that's no. Uh, all I've seen online is that oh well. So they've got a bigger capacity than Hamden, no? Yeah, sixty-seven thousand. Right, so you can space people out more. Yeah, right, and it's in a much nicer city. So. A higher percentage <laughs> of fans. And it's got a far better atmosphere for games than Hamden does. Hamden is a bit of a, a stinker. Yeah, like you're so far away from the pitch as a fan. Well, it, yeah. it, you'd still be technically far away from the pitch, uh, the pitch at Murrayfield. I mean, because yeah. if you've seen, I mind when uh, Celtic and Hearts played there, because it's a rugby pitch. Obviously, that <laughs> you know the goals were a wee bit further at the side. But it's, it's not as bad though. I mean, um. Murrayfield has hosted quite a few. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why we just don't use it anyway. They've hosted Hearts games when they've been redoing, mm. redoing the stadium, and also. In... I was there for a Hibs game. We played Barcelona in a friendly. Yeah, back in two thousand. Uh, I, I was, was there. When I was there for Callum McGregor's debut against KR Reykjavik in two thousand and fourteen. Mm. Wow. Yeah. The thing is, I don't know why. Why don't they just use it for football anyway? Because like, we're rugby. Like Edinburgh rugby don't even play there anymore. And no, they play. Like, they've got a purpose-built stadium on yeah. the Murrayfield campus. Like, Scotland only play there like what six times a year. <laughs> like, why, why don't we just I, use I it also for often? As with Twickenham in London, is that the rugby authorities don't like football being played there? But yeah, un- no, but the thing rugby. Is, what, what rugby fans always say to that is, "Oh, well, we don't have a problem with football being played there." It's actually apparently the SFA because they want as much of it at Hamden as possible. So yeah. apparently it's not even like the SRU are fine with it. It's just the problems the SFA, which I don't, I don't disbelieve. Uh, and it's just a horrible stadium. It is. It's yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Derelict. That's, that's my hot take. My should be the national. Stadium. I there's a there's a huge debate about building another, another stadium. I just I'm such a I'm so biased towards Edinburgh that just have it in the capital, have it in Murrayfield, which is a beautiful stadium. Uh, better transport links as well. Like I know we're so at the worst, just jump it between the two, like they do in Spain and Germany. I know, eh? And then for the smaller games, have it Easter Road Town Castle or or knock, uh, knock, down, knock, down, knock down Mac and Cheese Shack and put it in Levy, which is halfway between them both. <laughs> I think Levy's uh, Well, you need it in a big city, though. There's people saying build it in Sterling, but the thing is, if you've got oh, a, oh, nah. if you've got no, but if you've got if you've got a seventy odd ca- uh, capacity ground, is that a penalty harsh? Oh, jeez. Um, if yeah. you've got a seventy capacity ground, so you've got seventy thousand fans coming through to a town that's thirty thousand people. That doesn't make sense. Like that's you need the bars and restaurants and all that of a big city like Glasgow or Edinburgh. So it needs to be in Edinburgh, Glasgow. Yeah. So Murrayfield, Murrayfield is the only option that makes any sense. Yeah. Like if you had to change it I, and I save yourself building a new ground as well, okay. and nobody plays at Murrayfield hardly because, like I said, they, they only have the rugby when they've got well the autumn tests and uh, the Six, Six Nations. nations yeah. I think so. Uh, that seemed pretty easy to do for me. I think Murray Field can uh, handle the fans more because uh, I don't know about anyone else, but me, Marcus, and Andy, we've been to Hamden twice mm. to get, uh, as, yeah. as a three, and it's just so difficult to get 
away from there once the game's finished. Yeah. yeah. But right like, it's a lot more easier because you've got yeah, buses, yeah. you've got trams. And but exactly. There's, there's, there's the scarcely used trams right on the doorstep. It's perfect. I it's mean, perfect for football the fans. The air station like, is like Mount Florida to... Um, yeah, Mount Florida. That's that's trick. Pain. And that, that's a 15-minute walk still. It's a 15-minute yeah. walk and Even it then. absolutely rammed. Um, even if you wanted to walk through Murrayfield to Haymarket, that's not even that bad. That's what, like, 15 20... minutes. I mean, I live, yeah, I live yeah. both 20 minutes. Them. You can walk to them within 15 minutes. Like... And then if you really need to, you can get the tram to Waverley. Like, it's it's just so much simpler. It's it is so makes so much more sense than having it at Glasgow, where you're an hour an hour walk away from a train station if you kind of get a tube or whatever if it's rammed. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so the games could be at Murrayfield, Edinburgh could be having the Euros, um, which is a Hopefully. possibility, and it would be very fun. I think I, I think we were a bit optimistic thinking that Aloe would actually do anything. I think they are bottom of the league, are they not, in the Championship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, well, 18, I mean, 18, 18 uh, how, since, since when has that stopped Hearts losing a match? That's yeah, true, to be actually. fair. To be fair. Um They'll still come up, surely. I, I think after this, they only need one more win. Yeah. They, yeah, they, well, so, they'll they'll come up, yeah. 100%. And then, I tell you what, that is a wee bit soft, isn't it? The penalty. I don't nah, know, just the keep the lunges in. Um, nah. Um, what was I saying? Wraith have a game in hand, though. So, I don't know sure. how... Because uh, they're doing less than 10, I think. Yes. Yeah, I think they're game in hands against Queen's Queen the South, so... Hmm. Nah. I don't know. Either way, it win, it's a win-win. I mean, if Hearts come up, we get the Derby back. No, because no, the Derby is always three point six points. The Hearts. No, I mean, yeah, but have you seen it's... have you seen the state they're in though? It's, <laughs> I mean, Hearts win at Easter Road and Hibs win. Yeah, at but you, you, always, you always make it difficult. You always make it difficult. It, it was oh. like no, for ages it was always the other way around. It was always um or well, who, won, who, won, who, who won the last Derby then? Well, Hearts did. Well, That's the point. No, but we're saying like the past two seasons, it's been really weird because we've we've won all the derbies at Tynecastle, and they've won all the ones at Easter Road, which is really strange. Hmm. The rumours circulated that Eddie Howe will be joining Celtic. Um, the rumours that he went up here, had talks with the club, um, but then then Crystal Palace and Newcastle have have swooped in and they've mm. been linked elsewhere um anyhow to say he's, he's been uh well there's been rumors that he's been looking at uh marvin bartley as part of his coaching staff who he's worked with at uh bournemouth um obviously he's mm. been a key part of livingston season um but now he's also like, doing all his coaching licenses yeah mm. it does look like anyhow will not be going to celtic despite the odds being very much in his favour. Uh, did you want to take this? <laughs> I mean, it was inevitable. Celtic fans just can't get any good news at the moment, and th- it's almost like he's used. He's. I feel a bit used. He's used Celtic to window shop for better jobs. So the interest comes. Oh, Celtic come knocking, and then other clubs go. Oh, well, we know he's available, and he's talking to clubs. We'll just offer him. We'll ask him what they offered, and we'll just offer a bit more, hoping that he joins us and. You know, you just wish that you would sell it, could just wrap these things up quicker before it became an issue. But mm. that's never the case because I mean, it's, it's been linked with the job 
for a long time. He's been, and... he's been like with a job since last time we were looking for a manager, actually. Like, uh, like they thought they could prize him away from board with it when the results started slipping. So it's not it's not even the first time. Celtic have had his number in their book for a while. They've just uh, been too slow to act. They should have gone straight away when Newcastle and Crystal Palace and teams weren't weren't thinking about the end of the season. And they should have just acted when Lennon left, given plenty of time to settle a squad, new manager, turn around, everything. And sadly, that's not happened. And it's it's just led to sort of a... I mean, the players as well are going to think, but like the board have absolutely buggered this for them. Like... It's just not I mean, a, not a good result. Scott Brown's um, gone off to Aberdeen, isn't he? At the end, of well, the he's season. he's probably exactly. He, he probably said, "Well, the club have no vision for the future, so I'm just uh, I'm going." So yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't say that in an interview. That's one of the reasons why. He yeah, he he said on I think his PR people came out and said like they're not future planning. That Celtic don't have a future with Scott Brown planned in it. So that's why he is on his way out. Anyhow, like how hard is it to yeah to, to plan to have a i'd say a club legend as part of the coaching setup yeah i'm surprised you didn't get a coaching setup to be mm. honest mm. but uh, what is there available obviously there's manager available but what else is there available? well i mean when Lennon left a lot of the backroom staff also did as well so so i, th- I think john kennedy is kind of running on bare bone staff at the moment yeah i mean he's apparently he's like they they've cut down the number of training sessions per week by a, i think they're, they're they're reducing the amount of total training sessions they have there's no goalkeeping coach there's a i think there's only like two coaches other than kennedy remaining and they're just yeah gordon uh gavin strachan gordon strachan's son has been taking up the the reins but doing all the behind the scenes work Hmm. Which yeah, they're just running on absolute fumes. I'm I'm surprised to be honest, right? Because obviously, the power of the midfield that Scott Brown did have, or still does as a player. I'm surprised he didn't like get offers for Celtic like, as like a midfielding midfielding coach. Yeah, no, I I, I thought he'd maybe take a role with the youth team, but it seems that the club just didn't offer him anything. It's not that it's not that he didn't want to stay. It's he wasn't offered anything. There was no reason for him to stay. Yeah, surprising. Which is hmm. surprising. I mean. Scott Brown is a man who won a trophy every 28 matches at Celtic. And if mm. if they'd won the league this season, that would have been a phenomenal trophy every 25 matches, which that's Pep Guardiola levels of success. Yeah, that is like peak Barcelona levels. That's just insane. But anyhow, still the favourite in the odds, but his, his, yeah. his numbers have slipped a bit. Um, Palace was Palace, uh, are circling um, because... However, we, we, discussed, we discussed a potential... Eddie Howe, if the deal falls through, management option, and that's Lucien Favre, and that would be a very welcome addition for me. He is second in the Aussie. He was sacked by Borussia Dortmund um, early on in the season, but he's been at Dortmund. He's managed Haaland and Sancho, and he's moving on to manage Christie and Forrest. <laughs> so downgrade and a half. Hey, don't you dare insult Ryan Christie. He can take. Well, we're, we're comparing him to who? Sancho. Sancho and Howard. You can insult. You can insult yeah. James Forrest oh. for his attitude problems, but at least Christie, he tries every game to score. Uh, just an absolute we're FIFA insult. banger. We're, we're comparing him to <laughs> no. Erling Haaland. I know. It's just Ryan Christie. Well, unless he can get those FIFA bangers scored, then yeah. 
as uh, he's not. Ryan Christie will never be as good as Erling Haaland. What are you trying to say? Haaland does it like twice a week. (laughs) I know. I think that's what he's trying to emulate. I don't know if you guys saw as well. Did you see him? It's going on about Erling Haaland a wee bit. I'm not going to drift off too much. But you see like the the referee came up to him and asked for a signature. Yeah. Ah, it was a linesman. You know the story behind that? That that linesman apparently collects signatures for him as footballers and then auctions them out and gives them money to charity. Oh, that's oh, wow. very wholesome. Absolute, absolutely class. Top man. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Oh, John Kennedy to take over apparently is 11 to 1 at the moment. <laughs> 11 to 1. Painfully high. Uh, but you have got names like Jesse Marsh, Frank Lampard, Chris Wilder, Carlos Kiros, um, and Roy Keane, who have better odds. Um, I, I think Jesse Marsh has already he already ruled himself out of the potential job. He, he did say, "Hey, um, I'm flattered with the the connection, but it's not for me." Was Roy Keane saying way saying no way? Yeah, it's Roy Keane. He's flattered a club the size of Celtic would be interested in him. But he's but looking he's... at different career opportunities. Yeah, that's just said. a really that's polite way of saying. Liverpool, Salzburg, who have a better, who are better. Yeah. <laughs> Celtic and not in a mess. Yeah. Did yeah. Roy Keane say anything about the job? Um. No. Uh, he he's it's kept been, quiet. It's just been Martin O'Neill who's been bigging him up for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Roy Keane's been relatively quiet though. It would be one for the Celtic Dars, wouldn't it? Like oh. Oh yeah, yeah that that's that's an absolute Celtic Da appointment, but yeah. Celtic Da is the reason we're in this mess. So, is it though? Yeah. Dude, well, Neil Lennon, Lennon is that Celtic. Neil Lennon is the definition of a Celtic Da. So, yeah, but it was it was Celtic Da's who pushed to have him instated as the manager. They thought he did such a good job winning, barely winning the cup, that he should uh, be full time manager. He'll let the players know what he thinks of him. <laughs> like, yeah, you know he'll, that kind of thing. You know, bringing bringing that bite to the squad. You know, but he'll he bring that passion. <laughs> he he absolutely taught them how to lie down and just give in. <laughs> what did he get sacked for previously in his first? Uh, and it's you know he left halfway through. He pulled a Brendan Rodgers to go to Bolton who were currently 15th in the championship, got relegated with Bolton, led them to complete financial ruin, and then, uh, yeah. And what then, a guy uh, this Lennon is. We got uh, Ronnie Dylan. So he, yeah, uh, he... he, oh, he, bred, he, he Brendan Rodgers does. I don't think that's talked about enough. Because hmm. he... Back daily, though. He's funny. He's he's can we, can we just have... Can we have a season where Hearts have got Levine or Rob or um, Nielsen? Either one, right? No. Hot, yeah, yeah, Hearts just juggle can, between Levine and Nielsen, don't they? We can have we can have if either. We all have games on like uh, April Fool's Day, and we'll happily take back Cassinia. I was going to say, oh, Cassinia. <laughs> no, it's got to be John Carver. John Carver or Bus. Just for one game. Just for one game in April. Nah, oh, I think Cassinia was more amazing, John Carver. I was going to say, Aberdeen, McInnes, uh, we'd have Hecke, obviously, Hearts, <laughs> Levine, and then Cachinha and uh, and Dyla. Or oh, Lennon. yes. Great I don't manager. know which one's a bigger meme at this point. But oh, Dyla. what? No, Dyla, Dyla wasn't a bad manager. I mean, if Aberdeen were any good, they would have won, you know, what was it, that the, they were top of the league. And then yeah, but yeah, Celtic, Celtic were in absolute free fall back then as well, because, mm. like, with... with 
I mean, the old firm accounts for about half the money they make per season in TV money because yeah. just no games were broadcast. So the the financial advantage was just gone. Wasn't the and final straw of Dyla's Celtic um, job was um, getting was, yeah, get, yeah. Get, yeah losing the penalty shootout? I was that that was his he left. To but fair. to be fair, he walked away. He lost one firm and he one old firm and he walked away. Lennon lost three in a row and refused mm-hmm. to leave. It was that was what was embarrassing. Yeah, uh, I'm saying to be fair to Hecky, I'm saying he would be our main manager. Like, yeah, we did, we did, um, we did have a, a half of a good season under him. So I think Terry Butcher, the the main man who got us relegated, would be the one, the big, the biggest meme, um, for us. But Weird. I don't know. Talking um, of memes, um, Neil Doncaster has come out today uh, and oh, no. said that. Um, he doesn't want to expand the Premiership, um, but he is looking into expanding the fourth tier, and that any proposal to um, that that he's looking into and and discussing with the Dutch and Belgian leagues um, whether to join their big league in a proposed Atlantic league, but um, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I thought, I thought you were going to say that, I thought you were going to say that they're inviting for like new clubs to like start up so we could get like a false 90s team going. Yeah, so um <laughs> there has been apparently news that um that he's in contact with the with Eredivisie and the Belgian Pro League. You guys up. want to get pumped off Ajax every week. <laughs> Wait, no, that that's to start on start um but that that was the that was brought forward first by the PSV Eindhoven uh, president, um, but Neil Doncaster hasn't said anything. He's basically said that is an absolute joke. It's been difficult to it'll be difficult to combine leagues uh, because of the European crisis and how UEFA would combine them. But I do think mm. UEFA is more open-minded to mergers of leagues as a potential way to bridging the polarization of wealth in the European football that we've seen I in mean... recent years. To be I mean, fair, I mean, we're a bit on par with the Dutch and Belgian leagues. I would say, I think the Dutch league is one place above us in coefficient, Belgium's one below or something. So mm. it's not. No, but are you saying that you'd, you'd want to have to get a flight for most of your no, away days? Of course not. Yeah, yeah of course not. That would. <laughs> no. I'm saying I was j- about to joke about like a merger between like. Um, they're they're going on about this shite with the the Northumbrian independence movement. So if the oh, north yes. of England went independent, the Scottish league merged with them. So you'd get Newcastle and no, but then Man United and City would just dominate. Eh? You'd just get City yeah, in the league every year. Nah, no, fuck that. He's also said um, Scot- Scotland's difficulty is a geographic one. Our nearest neighbours are the English Premiership, who are financially light years ahead of us. The challenge is how you work more closely with leagues around you. So. Uh, that are so different in financial scale, but that's a challenge a number of us in Scottish football are working on. So yeah. he I'm up for like come out and denied I'm... that he's in talks. Yeah, no, I'm up for cooperation, but, but I think merger um, would just be insane. But also that's not a merger. Yeah, Ma- that's an utter joke. Like, maybe nah. maybe cooperation in terms of like trying to fucking stick it to UEFA and get us better yes. qualifying places in Europe and stuff. But yeah. not 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 merging our leagues. That that's I think well, some sort of like co- the cooperation between all these leagues, like Portuguese league as well, would be another one to get on in the act and actually say to UEFA, you know, because I think a lot of the time UEFA are very top five league centric. So just to oh, say to them, you know, they, they exactly are. Money as well, yeah, but yeah, yeah, just to say to them, make some sort of alliance. You know, Belgian league, Dutch league, Portuguese league, Scottish league. 
um, Austrian league, whatever, uh, and say, you know, stop being so capitalist, <laughs> like putting all the money at the top, you know, just uh, I think it should be spread out a bit more. Uh, should be easier for clubs like Ajax and Celtic to get into the Champions League and Rangers. Um, no, nah, this is some uh, some waffle we're going on though. I don't know how the conversation's gotten to this point, but <laughs> yeah, I just I just saw this saw this article as I was looking at. That's up, funny. Um, Chelsea, nah. like he hasn't come out and explicitly denied that it, that that happened, um, which is insane. Um, mm. He's looking into expanding the uh, the. Um, fourth tier he doesn't want to expand the premiership because um, apparently having a 12 team premiership has more means there's more big games rather than having well you know what you know what he means when he says that he means that they can have four old firms a season because exactly, <laughs> yeah. that, that's what he means when he says you can have more because you, you could actually have more big games if you have a 16 team league because then you can have more derbies you could have Edinburgh derby Dundee derby Highland True. Derby. But exactly. no, when he says big games, he literally just... He literally means, oh. just care. At, everything is just big team-centric, though. That's the problem. It's money, money, money. Money makes well, no, the world it's, talk. It's old firm-centric. It's We want four old firms a season. No, but I mean, it's the, same with, it's, it's the same with every league. They just want the big yeah. matches. You know, like Sky Sports only play ever nowadays. They, they've sold all their Burnley versus Newcastles just so they could only show the top six games on the telly. Yeah, why, why stunt the development of the whole league in terms of like how many teams you've got in it? Because it, it would be a better league. I mean, I don't think they care about the development of the league. Because yeah, they don't. Because they generally they don't. don't. They just exactly. they do just care about the old firm. Um, so, yeah, for like a club like us who are on the up to try and build ourselves, it's an up. It's a. Does Sky not have an agreement though with showing the Edinburgh Derby as well? Though? That's always yeah. They do. They do show the Edinburgh Derby. I. Yeah. But there's, I don't think there's an agreement as there is with like, the old with firm. Like, yeah, the old firm makes... Behind the old firm, we're probably the most marketable derby in, in the league, but still, yeah. I mean, it's nothing compared to the old firm in terms of viewership. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's it's hard to market a derby where the teams are across leagues. Same with Dundee derby, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I reckon if, we have, if, if there is Dundee derby in the Premiership again, it's so difficult to say, Dundee derby. Yeah, um... I reckon if there is one in the Premiership again, that that would generate something. And then the same with if there's a Highland Derby like with Ross County Heat and Kelly Fish. Even the wee ones, even the wee ones, like if you had Air up, Air Kelly. Exactly, yeah. Air have been close to getting up a couple of times. They've they've been at the high end of the championship a couple of times actually. Yeah. Um, not, not crazy to think that. Even like Dunfermline Wraith. Exactly, you know. yeah. But obviously, that's all not on the same level as. The Fernley used to used to be Premiership regulars. Dunfermline, yeah, Dunfermline. I remember that. Yeah, I was just a wee laddie. They are they're a decent sized club. All right, don't toot their horn too much. No, they are though. They. I mean, Dunfermline is the. I think it's the biggest town in Fife, right? Or maybe Kirkcaldy's a bit bigger. Dunfermline's the biggest town, I. But no, they've got a nice cathedral. They, but, still um, get, they still get about 4,000 on average as attendance. Yeah, no, five, five footballs, no. Higher than plenty Premiership teams. Exactly. You know, like, a, like all, the, all the clubs round out Glasgow, St. Mirren, Hamilton, I mean, you could put them on the same level in history. Like, I'd, I'd say five teams Hamilton always have good cup runs. St. Mirren have won a league, though. So yeah, but five teams always have good cup runs. 
Hmm. I think Dunfermline have won a league as well, potentially. They will, they will have yeah. at some point. Exactly. And maybe um, like a Scottish Cup here or there. Yeah. Do we have a quiz tonight, by the yes, way? Yes, we do. We do have yes, a quiz. Yes, we do. Um, because right. there, there have been calls this week um, over Ryan Gould and his place in the Scotland squad for his good performances. <gasps> oh, uh, damn. Forense, um, oh, is that that team that's storming up the Portuguese league? Yeah, so... No, it's not. That's not. That's uh, that's a different Portuguese team. Oh, okay. Um, can't remember their name. Familicao, That's it. Um, ah, Familicao, Yeah. Forense uh, are near the bottom of the Premiership, but Ryan Gould is single-handedly scored. I think it's uh, eight goals, nine goals in twenty-five appearances this season Ooh. from attacking midfield. And there's Glad he's coming. There's calls to put him in a Scotland squad because he's pretty much single-handedly saving Forense from relegation. So the quiz this week. Is on Scots, uh, foreign based Scots. Oh, I like that. Ooh, interesting. There's quite a few questions for this. Is Ryan Gold I'm, I'm not just the Scottish about. Eric Dyer, or is Eric Dyer the when we English say, Ryan Gold? When we say foreign, do we mean playing in England? You, we mean outside the entire British Isles because so, there's so many Scots playing in England. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Really I'm going to be so bad at this. It'll just be a Ryan Fraser themed quiz. <laughs> if it was, yeah, but it isn't. Um, so we'll start with uh, first question. So Graham Dorans and Kelly Miller are player and assistant coach respectively at which A League club? Um, Newcastle Jets. Nope. No. Melbourne okay. Victory. <laughs> no. Melbourne uh, City. No, not Sydney be. FC. Close. Western West- Sydney West- Wanderers. Western Sydney Wanderers. West- West- yeah. Ah, I got it. There you go. Jeez. Okay. Um, so also at Western Sydney Wanderers is a former Hamilton player, Ziggy Gordon. Um, yes. oh. he's also he played, played for. He's also played okay. twenty four times for two clubs in which other European country? Romania. No. What was it? No store Bucharest. No, it wasn't. No. No. Uh, Bulgaria. No, you're in the kind of right part of Europe. Though. Greece. A bit more north. Um, Serbia. Bit more north, Poland, oh, Poland. Croatia, Poland, yeah, Poland. Ah, Poland's nowhere near, nowhere near. He's still Eastern Europe, isn't it? Uh, he's played for okay, Jagolia Bleistock and Pogom Cielce. Oh, um, nice, Z- Ziggy <laughs> That's that's the team that we signed uh, Patrick Klamala from. If you uh, Bleistock, um, yeah, the... if mm. blast from the past, yeah. Uh, poor, poor Polish Paddy rotten on the bench. <laughs> his actual full name is Zygmunt. Um, he's got a Polish mother, so that's probably what his name is. Oh, that makes sense. Um, so Jack Harper uh, spent eight years in the Euros. <gasps> Malaga. Malaga. Madrid and Brighton, but which La Liga team's B team is he at now? Malaga. No, they're not in La Liga. Wait, uh, Malaga aren't in La Liga. Yeah, Malaga are in... Uh, I want to say it's Real Sociedad. No. Is it not... Is it not... Villarreal? Yeah, he, has, he is at Villarreal's B team. Oh, Villarreal. on loan from Getafe. Yeah. Oh, right. Wait, he, he's being loaned to a B team from Getafe? Yeah, I mean, so his stats... He's at Getafe, but he's been loaned out to Villarreal B. I thought, like, if he was with Malaga in the second league, I, I thought he could do something better than Villarreal B, you know? Yeah, that seems like he's he's been in a bit of a free fall. I mean, Getafe have had a was it Granada? It's Granada have had the good season this season, not Getafe. Yeah, Granada into quarterfinals of the Europa League, aren't they? So, yeah. 
I'm sorry about yeah. that one. Uh, so I'm going to give a po- point to both of you because you got for the right and Hitafe. Um, so there's currently one Scottish player in the entirety of the French football pyramid. And that's 19-year-old striker Thomas Garnier. Um, which tier of French football does he play in? Fourth. Second. second. It's not two or four, no. Third. <laughs> Is it the third? It's not the third. Oh my god, Thomas Garnier. Sixth. Top tier? League one? Is it a trick question? It's not a league one, no. Sixth. You've said every number except this one. Fifth. Fifth. Fifth, fifth, mark, fifth mark has got it first. He plays in National 3 um, for Le Monde 2. He's only played four games in, uh, in the past two seasons because uh, both of those seasons were uh, finished early because of. Uh, so in 1920 and 2021, he's only played how, 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 how do we even know that he exists? Um, he's got a, he hasn't got a Wikipedia page, but I, I think it's on Soccerbase or something. He's got a page on that, so he does exist. Um, I think that's... National Trois uh, is the lowest level you can get before you get to like the regional amateur divisions. He's also on Le Mans' second team, so he's probably uh, contracted to... Actual Lamar, I think, are up. Mm-hmm. up. I'm not sure whereabouts they are. Um, so there are currently three Scottish players in Italy. Um, so there's Aaron Hickey at Bologna, Liam Henderson at Lecce, and Harvey Sinclair, who's at Venezia. Mm. Um, One Scots abroad. Yeah. Um, so who this season has the most goals and assists? Oh, it's got to be Big Hendo. It is Hendo. <laughs> yeah. Easy. So, easy. Liam Henderson has three goals and seven assists this season. Of um, course he does. Aaron Hickey bit, has bit zero, zero goals and zero assists. And How many appearances uh, for Hickey? Hickey has made quite a few appearances. I think he has about 25 appearances. All right, not too bad. And Harvey Sinclair has made scored zero goals and uh, has given zero assists. So he's the only one to mm. actually do anything this season. In its yeah. Um... Well, next question, question number six, I think it is. Um, which Turkish club is Stevie Mallon on loan at? Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's Yeni Malati Spore. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm like, I... Fuck. I, I yeah, I saw that move in January. That was a weird one, because Stevie Mallon always brings the goods on FIFA. Oh, that, that's... So you reckon that's how they've scouted him? <laughs> yeah. <What's> that? <laughs> that's... I thought I'd butcher that name, by the way. I was petrified. That was actually <laughs> but... pretty good. Do you think? Probably no. <laughs> nah, um, good. Uh, Kenny Dunglish's son, Paul, who's played for Blackpool, Norwich, Livingston and Hibs in his playing career, currently mm. manages in which country? Oh, no. Uh, Belgium. No. It's a, I think it's a second division team in this country, but the, the city they're in also has a first division team. Oh. Um... Feyenoord, uh, Rotterdam. That's not a country, and it's not the right country anyway. <laughs> In I, want, I, want, I, want, I want to see the US. It is the US, yeah. Oh, Miami. Nice. Yeah, so he's managing at Miami FC. Really? And obviously, ah, Miami oh, right. Yeah, I, I, I knew he went somewhere like that in the US, but he's actually got quite a good record as well. So if any Scottish teams want to take a punt on him, then go for it because he's he's got a pretty good managerial record. And hmm. final question: How many clean sheets has Jack Hendry kept at Ustenda this season in Belgium? Um, um, seven, five, eight. 
You're all so close. Six. Six, yeah, Andy got it first. No way. <laughs> I think this is Andy's first uh, quiz winning. Six clean sheets. And this uh, quiz, um, Marcus finished bottom with two points. Ah, good. Classic shape, Marcus. Kyle with three <laughs> points. And Andy, you got four. Hey. Not too bad. First ever quiz Predictions. Aye, first, first ever question. Yeah, right. Mm. So there's been a bit of drama, gentlemen, in the predictions. Uh, I was speaking to Sam yesterday about it. So I'll just go for every individual game, right? So Ross County Inverness obviously finished three one Inverness. Uh, Andy was the only one to get a point for that. And then uh, I've got a butcher. Was it Dunfermline who played Hearts? Uh, yeah, it was Dunfermline. Dunfermline. Uh, obviously finished a finished a nil nil draw. I managed to get uh, a point for that. Um, Aberdeen game. Uh, Andy got the score bang on. Nah, of course I did. Yeah. Uh, and then none for the Ball Rangers game. And four for, four for Edinburgh City. Uh, obviously finished four for on penalties, so I managed to get a point for that. Squeaky wee point in there. None mm. of you's got any of that. I've got points for the Motherwell game. Okay. Uh, there's been a couple of shared... I'm not going to spoil it anymore, but there was a couple of four-pointers in the Livingston Wraith game. A uh, couple and a few others. But I'm not going to spoil it because this is quite a big, big drama. So I'll just go over uh, the final scores. Uh, Marcus, have you got your spreadsheet up to... Mark this as well, right? Yes, yeah, Marcus, yes. spread your sheet. Okay. <laughs> so, finishing last was Lewis with no points because he didn't give his predictions in. All right. Uh, Sam with four. Mm. Marcus with eight. Oh. Myself with ten. Hey! Andy, Andy with 19. 19. One of the glories. <laughs> it's because I'm a realist. So yeah. Told you I'm not Listen super this, right? So this has changed so much. Lewis at the bottom with fifteen, Sam with twenty-five, Marcus with twenty-nine, Andy with thirty, and myself on forty. Andy's jumped from bottom to second. <laughs> One, One week. Wait, Look. we should both be on thirty-nine. Yeah. You should be on bloody zero, Marcus. I was on twenty-eight, you were in twenty-six, you got ten, I got eight. I feel what? like what you just said didn't maths up, but uh, so thirty six and then thousand thirty six as well. Uh huh. So we're both in thirty six. Or what? How can you be on thirty six? I was. I, I'm on twenty eight. Or la according to last week, I'm on twenty eight. Whatever. <laughs> We'll figure yeah, the, the technicalities. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Come I'm very. I, I, someone else do this. Look, for it. your cheek, Marcus, you're on fucking zero. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I must have added up your scores wrong, Marcus. Mm. Ah, sorry. I'll sort it out. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, this weekend it's the return of the Premiership. It feels like ages since we've actually played oh, the God. Premiership games. Because uh, we had an international break in the Scottish Cup. Um, so, essentially, the start of the split as well. Um, mm -hmm. So, we'll start at Celtic Park. We've got five games on 
Saturdays and we start off Celtic Park for Celtic versus Livy. Hey, oh, it's our bogey team. <laughs> Two 0 Celtic. Oh, early with the predictions. Yeah. Uh I you know what, I'll join you on that. I'll join you. No, no, we always concede. Christopher Julian always gets run ragged by those Livy. Um it'll be two one Celtic. Okay. I'm gonna go one one. Oh. Livy always seem to get us up against Celtic, so I I'm off school for a draw, I'm gonna say two each. Next up, uh, from the bottom half of the split, uh, we've got Hamilton versus Dundee United. 1-0 Dundee United. I'm going to say 2-0 Dundee United. But they're not very good at scoring. Yeah, it's just the one. Just the one. I think it's 1-0 for me. Sorry, I jumped in there. Oh, that's no worries. Um, well, I'm going to say, I'm actually going to agree with you, Andy. I'm going to say one each. It's because Dundee are poor and Hamilton are poor. Hamilton haven't really turned it on, haven't turned on their Let's Escape relegation form yet, so... No, no. exactly. Just wait, wait till the split. you got to wait till the split. That's when they, they turn on their charm. This is the split. Oh, it's the first match of the split. Well, <laughs> that changes everything. So I need, well, to go your first, I need to go your first answer. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. But that's <laughs> that's a good result for them. Getting a draw and then they'll get five wins and then <laughs> a draw and like... five wins in the split. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In all fi- in all five games <laughs> in of the all split. Five games. <laughs> um, next up, we've got uh, Kelly versus Roth County. Oh dear, Two I'm expecting. One. Two nope. one to who? A two one Kelly. Mm, I'm going. I'm going to say two 0 Kelly. Laugh at you with a couple. Oh, yeah. They've embarrassed themselves by being knocked out the cup. So I think Kelly could actually pull themselves off the bottom of the table here. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, second bottom at the moment. Hamilton the bottom. Um, but I'm going to say Ross County going to bounce back from that Scottish Cup loss uh, with a one 0 win. Oh. Okay. Zach Kelly, isn't it? Zach Kelly, yeah. Yeah. And he's just shoots left. Um, no, I, yeah, I said uh, I think Ross County will... Um, Kelly will beat Ross County from their 1-0? One, one Let's say 1-0. Who's getting the goal? Big laugh. Uh, aye, big, big Kyle. Big staunch Kyle. Oh, yes. You know it. <laughs> which one? <laughs> uh, which one? <laughs> everybody, everybody knows a big staunch Kyle. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, what's got Motherwell versus St Mirren? Um, that's tough one to call that. I think Motherwell will get the win, uh, but St Mirren will make it tough. So this will be I'm one gonna... one. Marcus dying straight one. in there. Yeah, okay, yeah. Marcus. Yeah. I'm uh, I, I think uh, Motherwell won two one. Oof. That's four nil Hearts. Oh, embarrassing. Who uh, scored again? Is it Boyce again? Um, yeah. He's got a hat trick. Yep. Oh, Not a bad. Sad way to end this podcast. Near the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, I'm going to say St Mirren are going to win this one. 2-1. Okay. And they... Um, I, yeah, I, th- I think St Mirren to win 3-0. You know wow. what? I, yeah. Lewis is not going to like you. I know, but a bit, a bit of a Paisley, Paisley derby, East, East Glasgow derby, you know, it has to be. It has to, it has to go one way. Motherwell and St Mirren is the Paisley derby. Paisley derby. Look, I don't know my outer suburbs of Glasgow, right? So Clearly. You support, uh, you support a Glasgow team, though. Yeah. yeah he, knows, he knows Parkhead, though. He knows Parkhead, that's about it. Uh, yeah. No, I, to be fair, I'm actually far more familiar with the West End of Glasgow, ironically, just because I've got a lot of pals that live around there. Fair enough. Uh, hmm. But, um, yeah, no, I think... Oh, no, it's fucking Partick Thistle St. Mary, and that's a derby, isn't it? How do you get mixed up between um... Partick and Motherwell? Look... I'm tired. Partick. Shut up. Shut up. Motherwell's Shut Motherwell's up. fucking Motherwell's Clients. story. Are they not with Greenock Morton or some shit like that? No, it's, it's Hamilton, no. surprisingly. Hamilton, you've that's got it. it. You've got it all did the way really, Did you really right. did you really for, did, for, forgot about that Darby? Look, Edinburgh is the most important city in Scotland. So, so why are you a Celtic fan then? <laughs> <laughs> because my whole family oh my are from God, Glasgow. Man. Nah. Um nah, uh, Greenock is St. Mirren. Hamilton is Motherwell. Is... And St. Mirren. Greenock St. Mirren. Yeah, Greenock St. Mirren. The Ayrshire one's Kelly Air. Yeah. Uh, Greenock is in Ayrshire. Uh, sure. Greenock is in Inverclyde, which used to be part of Renfrewshire. Your Ma's in Inverclyde. Yeah. No, but hence why it used to be Renfrewshire, which is why St. Mirren Greenock oh, is the Renfrewshire jar- Derby. Yeah. And Clyde and Partick is a Derby because Clyde used to be for Glasgow. So that used to be a Glasgow Derby. And very nice. Very nice. Yes. Two more games, I think, is to go. Yeah, two more games. Um, another one Saturday. We've got St Johnston versus Aberdeen. Oh damn! Uh, I'm gonna say one 0 St Johnston. Yeah, I think I'm gonna agree with you on that, Marcus. Yeah. St Johnston, I and Aberdeen are not. <laughs> for the meme, I'm gonna whip out the five five. For the oh, 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 oh. it's definitely not Aberdeen can he score? So I, Aberdeen I can't score. Aberdeen can't score. Yeah. St Johnston are just mad, but I'm just going to whip it out anyway. St Johnston are doing well, to, to be they're not just mad. Oh, Sam, don't pull out your 5-5, five five, not in front of the kids. <laughs> you always pull out your 5-5 five five on the next game, mate. Nah, I'm using it on this one. <laughs> Is that next, next, next week's Old Firm? No. No, because... No, that's the 13th. Old Firm's the 13th, isn't it? Right? What, the 13th no. of May? No. Are you this mad on a Tuesday th- night? The old firm Are you feeling all right? On the second, the old firm is on the second of May. Yeah, that's it. No, no, the coupled firm is in April. It's, yeah, it's like the eighteenth. Yeah, seventeenth. Why would it 17, be on Tuesday? Okay. I don't know. Ninth today. You're on a Tuesday. Why would they make an old firm? Oh, never mind. I'm not even going to argue, man. It's just <laughs> old firm on a Tuesday <laughs> night. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I mean, it could happen. Well, to be fair, to be fair, it doesn't matter what day it's on because there's no fans. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it could be on a Tuesday night if we got each other in Tuesday the night. Tuesday night, people should be drinking all day. That's what's going to happen in the cup anyway. Just drinking all day because it's like a late kickoff. But anyway, that's next week. We've still got a game this week, so. And there's something for your prediction for this in Johnson Aberdeen. Oh, yeah, um, so Johnson to win uh, 2 0. Okay. Really compound that crushing 
realization on Aberdeen that they're shite. Mm. And secure third for us. Uh, and on Sunday uh, oh. is Rangers versus Hibs. Here's a big one. Um, Kyle versus Marcus. Okay, so come on, just just say it. Go for know, it. Let's let's do a wee bit of a discussion. A wee bit. Um... Yeah, let's let's let's. Okay, so how many? Who, who's out for Rangers? Because I know you got some some people out. It's <laughs> as of now Tavernier and Katic at the moment. And just Jack. the two of them. Ryan Jack, yeah. Hasn't Katic has been out all season though, pretty much. So that's oh, yeah. Um, okay. Alright, so that's still your full strike squad, pretty much. Apart from Jack, but you can just put in Davis, have a midfielder it's, Davis. It's like been unbelievable. Aye. Um, right. I think in the games this season, it's usually been Close. Rangers nicking it 1-0. I can actually see Rangers nicking it 1-0 again, but am I fuck going to predict Hibs to lose? So... It's gonna be. Bear makes that Ibrox or something. Yeah, I know. It's so it's gonna be three two Hibs. Okay. And they... why not? Oh, look, I don't, I don't like to say this, but I think Rangers are gonna win. <laughs> two no. one. You say Rangers are gonna win? Yeah. Oh, that's wow. why I don't like to do this. Wow. Two. Wow. Okay. What? I'm surprised that you say that. Look, you, thought, you, thought, you thought Rangers were going to lose against Cove Rangers, but now you think Rangers are going to win against Hibs. Look, I'm a realist. You know? <laughs> Clearly, man. I like Clearly. to subvert expectation. I mean, to be honest, you didn't get the best predictions last week. If I'd given so... a realistic prediction Oh, last yeah, week, Cove Rangers were on penalties. I think Rangers All right, All right, Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> right, go on, man. Give us your predictions. Uh, I am going to say... No, Ant doesn't give us a score yet. Okay. Well, yeah, I think, um, I think Rangers went 2-1. I'm going to say Rangers 1-0 hmm. as Marcus said you? because Rangers always nick it 1-0 yeah but you're a Hibs fan yeah, it's 3-2 so. 3-2 Hibs <laughs> written all over it <laughs> right I'm going to go with you back soon, right? so obviously the past couple of games against Hibs have been difficult Hibs have made, been really good side um, but obviously they've been at home the last game and he did give us a run for the money. Mm. Um, but I'm not saying this, but most teams sit in Ibrox. I think Hibs will do the same and hit us on the counter. Well, uh, we we do it, but we do it well. Like We still actually attack you when we get the ball instead of just getting it away at the true, halfway line. Yeah, have you seen so... our defence this season, Marcus? Sorry? Have you seen our defence this season? Um, I mean, yeah, but... Rangers haven't run right against us in any game this season. It'll be another tight one. Yeah. And like when our defense, when our defense wants to be compact, they can be. Hmm. So. Um. Uh, so for back. that, I'm gonna say it'll be a tight two 0 Rangers. But again, it could could go anyway. It could actually could go. It could go. Rangers could win comfortably, or Rangers could win. Um, just nick it. I don't think it's a possibility for man, but that's just me being an Irish fan. All right, so that's the end of the games this week, and also the end of the podcast. So thank you guys for joining me today. Mm. We'll see you again next week. See, see ya. See you later. See ya. Cue later.
The False Nineties podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, and our website at false90s.wordpress.com. For updates, follow False Nineties on both Twitter and Instagram. And a big thank you to Francisco Alvia and his track Space Game, which is our theme tune. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not like I'm not saying this salty or anything. I'm just trying to sort it out because I was confused because I had a different thing. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm shit maths, mate. I didn't pass maths out. Right, so um, <laughs> same here. Yeah, same. <laughs> I just, I got a C at higher maths, but barely, and then oh, I you was passed told... it. So but I failed. Up. I failed that five, which they let me do higher. So what? I guess that's more embarrassing that I failed that five. Failed math. I failed that five. five, but you passed higher. Yeah. That's fucked up. We you were, we were to taught maths by a Spanish teacher. You should be able to take maths if you didn't take that five. That's fucked up. What 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 fucking school are you go with? Bolerno. I've never heard of it. It's a shit hole.